Hey everybody, welcome to the PFFA pod. My name is Kyle McLowry and I'm here with Travis Chipman. And today uh, we're just going to do a little, um, I have been having a hard time coming up with a title for this, but I'm calling it an exit interview. That's not really the right way to describe it. But I did an outgoing podcast both with uh, Alan and Jason when they left after their long their years of service. And so this is just the same idea. Um, this is just another one in the series. So at the general membership meeting mm, about a month ago, um, you got you left your position, Travis, after nine years, and Jacob got sworn in. And it was sort of clear. There were a lot of nice words were said. It was sort of clear how uncomfortable you are with people talking about you, or, or certainly you talking about yourself. So we're not here to, like, you know, just see all, all the great things you did, uh, but just sort of um, acknowledge the time you spent and some of the things you're proud of. Also, maybe some of the things that you wanted to get done that you didn't get done. So this may be a little bit uncomfortable at times. We'll see. For you, I mean. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's an opportunity to sort of uh, acknowledge your time and um, maybe reminisce a little bit about your time as Secretary Treasurer. So as I mentioned at the last general membership meeting, there was a lot of you know powerful, nice words from both Isaac, Greg Rose, you know Terry, Cap, all stood up and offered their appreciations and articulated how much you've you know meant to them uh, in this role, both personally and for the local. And it may sort of it may surprise folks, but. <clears throat> As I host this pod, it's actually not in my nature to speak publicly, but sort of as I've gotten older, I've sort of vowed not to miss the opportunity like that to sort of speak up and let people know how I feel. I uh, decided to hang back during the meeting, though I almost stood up a couple times, uh, knowing that I had this opportunity to sort of do this, uh, just since it's just you and me here talking now, no one's listening, um, I, can, I can do that again. So to everyone out there. So just for me specifically, I had the fortune, good fortune, to work closely with Travis for three years as a VP, and uh, some prior to that as a district rep, and on several committees along the way, healthcare, LTD, PERS, maybe a few others. Um, well, prior to stepping into that office over there on Southeast 67th, that old Union Hall, I didn't really know Travis very well. Uh, in retrospect, um, uh, what I knew was a fairly ridiculous Facebook post with him kneeling on a jujitsu mat in his gi with a bunch of, like, cartoon fire behind him. Um, but I, I digress. Whoever posted that, they know who they are. Um, I had many years behind me working shoulder-to-shoulder with Travis at Local 43 on whatever the issue of the day was. And I need to say what I've said many times over the past decade, and uh, Julie can corroborate this, that I've, just, I've never met anyone in my life, literally, who's worked as hard as Travis. Um, it's just a fact. You know, he's in a class by himself um, for the amount of outright grit, effort, and dedication from my perspective. Um, and if I'm being honest, uh, I say that as both a compliment and a criticism, Travis. Um, overwhelmingly, it's a positive, but you may agree that it's at times at the expense of your own health um, and relationships, perhaps. So whether you out there listening uh, agree or disagree with a specific decision that he's made or proposed. I mean, his work ethic, his dedication and sacrifice is undeniable. Just, it just is. So, and the motivating force behind all this, I mean, it's, it's your heart, Travis. I mean, you've got a huge heart and you're always doing the work and um, putting in the time for the membership to grow, to grow this union, the strength of this union. Um, and like our profession, this is a job of service and the rewards are intrinsic. 
Not that there is no financial compensation, but the satisfaction and the purpose is internal. So if I may quote my good friend, Travis Shipman, it is one million percent <laughs> unquestionable that you're leaving this, leaving this union better than you found it. Undeniable. And for the listener out there, one million percent is a lot of percent. Um, may not sound like that high of a bar. We'll get into some of the specifics in a bit. But uh, suffice to say, we all owe you a debt of gratitude for your service. It's not a debt that we can necessarily repay, per se. But what we can do, and what I can do, is just say thank you. You know, thank you. Love you. And we, you have earned a break from, from the grind here. Uh, so though I doubt you'll be sitting still, you know, much in the near future, you deserve time away, the quality time with your family, and time to do the things that you've been putting off, you know, until tomorrow. So... That's my preamble, just to sort of say thank you for your service. Um, and let's sort of get into just some of the things that uh, I wanted to talk about on this way out the door. So, well, thank you, Kyle, for all those kind words. I, I do appreciate it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's comments like that that actually have um, continued to refuel me over the last nine years. You know, um, it's been tough at times, and we've overcome um, some very large hurdles or challenges, but, um, you know, when members reach out or shoot a text or say those, those kind words, um, they do not go to waste. They actually, uh, fill the tank, um, of most of the primary officers. Um, because at the end of the day, it's not the money or the time away from our families that drive us. Um, it's the, it's the outcomes and the, the positives that we yeah. make for the members, and we don't know that unless a member says that. You know, so. when I was a vice president, a lot of times people would say, hey, that's a, that's a, thank, that's a thankless job. And mm-hmm. I'd always say that's not true. Right. People thank me all the time, right. you know, but there, it's not, there's just, there's just a lot, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into it. And it's not, you don't, you're not thanked financially like you might from another job. You're thanked from the just from the gratitude of the, the, the folks we work for and that is the vast majority mm-hmm. i found that to be the vast majority yeah, there are absolutely. times when people are divided across issues and times when people say things they probably regret but that's the that's the that's the uh, exception you know yeah so um so how are you feeling just as you're walking away you're about a month out um, how, how you doing i'm doing actually really well uh as far as the union stuff goes there's just two topics that i'm staying in touch with and then, um, but other than that, I'm feeling actually really well. I've been working out. I've uh, had a ton of uh, medical appointments to kind of <laughs> to kind of get back on track. And then um, Jacob's doing a great job, so I can sleep at night um, knowing that he's on top of every topic and yeah. uh, doing very well. Is so. he is he still kind of checking in for on stuff to sort yeah. Of, yeah. We definitely check in. I think that uh, he worked so hard in December to uh, prepare himself for the position and gain all the all the knowledge and, and skills he could have um, in mm-hmm. that pre-month that he's able to hit the ground running. So I, I really appreciate the Constitution bylaws being changed. I mm-hmm. think that was very, very smart mm-hmm. for the uh, strategic planning of this union to set him up for success. Do you actually physically feel different already, you think? Oh, do I? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you, you see, yeah. you, look, you look a little lighter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Not, not just physically lighter. I know you lost a little weight, I heard. Yeah. But you just appear like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Less weight. It's significant. 
just yeah. yeah it's a dramatic change did you even re- recognize it but prior to walking out no or? nope no. just focus was in a different spot so okay um so uh so what's the future look like what do you what are you thinking to do with your free time no well i have lots of lots of plans you know i mean obviously i have one grandson um, my son cody's in the bureau and uh his son is almost um two years old now um uh-huh. any minute probably almost before two. this podcast uh-huh. um is comes out i'll have another one really? uh, hit the ground so she's gonna be induced today so my middle daughter oh, wait wait today <laughs> yeah and then um what are you doing here <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. So then, um, yeah, so we'll have plenty of grandkids. You know, I enjoy uh, gold panning. I'm still coaching um, high school and youth wrestling. So, classic. Oh, and by the way, everyone, Nicole's here as well. You probably hear her la- laughing at him right now. Yeah. I'm so. horrified. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, hopefully, the induction is this afternoon. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, yep. So, things, I mean, yeah, we're going to be able to fill up time. You know, um, I have tons of stuff around the house that I've haven't been able to get done and got a little punch list. Yep, got a punch list. So every day will be full, and I gotta make work some call shifts and uh-huh. get out there and do my part. Yeah. So working. Some and you've been rolling shifts. a little bit too. It sounds yep. like I've been doing um, jujitsu um, between two and four times a week so far, and so um, things are going good. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Feeling really healthy. Um. Well, we'll get to some of the things you were involved with, but um, I, you can address this or not. There are things you think you're. I assume there's some things you're going to miss about being involved in, at the level, you, or or not. Maybe maybe you put your time in and you're done. You feel like it's just you're ready to go. And but I guess I'll just say I'll get back to. You. Are there there's some things you already think you're missing or that you're going to miss? Yeah, you know, um, the constant involvement and in, you know. I was talking to Isaac the other day and I didn't really understand like the missing part of it as much because sometimes I'm not a very emotional person. So I thought I was just going to be able to like walk away, but we've been in the trenches, right? And you were part of that team. And when you're in the trenches fighting, fighting the fight, right? Against the city or for the contract or for all the things that we're doing to to leave those trenches and walk away from those people, that's the hard part, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, that's the part I'll miss the most. And then also being able to like positively impact members on a daily basis. Yeah. Whether it be a payroll issue or a yeah. HR issue or. And as you, you know, so Isaac's, Isaac's going to speak to that. We have a couple of virtual guests today. Oh, okay. We, he'll, he'll be <laughs> okay. virtually talking about that a little bit. Um, and Nicole here is, is as well as a, as a guest. You know, and um, I think like what the membership doesn't understand as well is the secretary treasurer is unique, right? The vice, yeah. Isaac said it like this, the vice president and the president, they're on one team mm-hmm. and the secretary treasurer is on their own team. But I would think to take it a step farther, the secretary treasurer and the office manager is actually it's the him. other side of the house, right? The right. IFF, Ed Kelly likes to talk about everything on two sides of the house. Well, our side of the house, Nicole and I, we formed a team that I think I would put up against anybody mm-hmm. in the country to accomplish the tasks that we did. So uh, I will definitely miss Nicole and the yeah. working relationship we had and just 
always finding a way to get the job done, which yeah. was pretty, well, it's pretty cool. What does Ed mean? Sorry, Ed Kelly is the president of IAFF, but there's two sides of the house. Well, because IAFF is our labor organization, he always refers to it as um, like the financial corp and the foundation uh-huh. and the charitable fund. That's all, all one side of the house. Or the IFF, the local itself, is another side of the house. And so um, he kind of refers okay. to the other side of the house a lot. Interesting. Because they... Does he mean that just the financial, just everything? The most part? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Because um, they don't have, um, they can't control, they can't affect each other's position or each other's side of the house. They're so. they they interact, but they are separate. Correct. Sort of like that's a better way to say that. Over, overlap in circles. Yep. Yep. I think that's called a Venn diagram. I'm not sure about no. that, but I think so. Absolutely. Um, this might be a good spot. Uh, we're just talking about two sides of the house uh, for Nicole, who's I guess your other other side, other your teammate in that side. Um, <laughs> yeah. I asked Nicole to sit in, come and join us if if she wanted to, just because I know that you guys work closely together for a long time. And she was not in the meeting; didn't have a chance to really say anything. So if you want, you don't have to. Yeah, no, I'm good. I think. Um, thanks for mentioning the meeting because it broke my heart not to get to hear um, them finally appreciate him and uh yeah i mean it's true i mean i i like i like the other side of the house scenario because the reality is is i don't have the bandwidth to do all that travis he was a team on both sides for sure and but i i think both sides of the house got 110 percent at all times and we could say a million percent. Okay. okay. Oh, we're going yeah. with a million. Okay. Try I don't to know say, where I got to say that so many times. A million percent. <laughs> I'm like, you know that doesn't work, right? Okay. We'll go, we'll go with 110. That works. I'm okay with either, but I guess my point would be that whatever percent he's doing is the maximum. And I think it demands from the rest of us. I think I put, it's hard not to return with at least 90%. Yeah. I felt <laughs> that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I never could keep up, but I was like, well, he's definitely bringing me up to 90. <laughs> exactly. Right. I, okay, good. I'm glad you think that too. And, and I mean, his passion was infective and um, uh, I think that's what leadership is, is to somehow get the rest of us to fall behind and work that hard as mm-hmm. well and care. Um, it was a real pleasure being on his team and, and um I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna miss him a lot. Yeah, yeah. He's become a really good friend, as well, and um, and he cares about me and my family a lot. Yeah, I learned from him to not put things aside, um, to check them off my list, and uh, that helped me professionally and in my personal life. Um, I agree with you, mm. <laughs> Kyle that while he always supported everyone here at the union hall uh, to balance the work life with the family life, um, he struggled to do that himself. Um, Just can't do anything halfway. Uh, He does leave this union a better, though much bigger place, both literally and figuratively than when he came. he uh, gave me a coffee cup this last <laughs> Christmas that said, that says, that reads, let me drop everything and work on your problem. And while 
I find it flattering that he would let me drink from it. <laughs> I think that actually describes Travis. Yeah. Um, I've never worked with nor had a friend so attended to the needs and concerns of others. Sorry, I am so sorry to be so emotional. That's okay. <laughs> I haven't okay. been able to get it off my chest enough. Well, you're in a good company. Isaac had a hard time getting through his, <laughs> his little speech as well. Um, tell you what, you, you can pipe in if you want to keep going, yeah. or you can sort of just jump in at any time as okay. we keep as we go. Yeah. Okay. And there, like Try I said, to get myself <clears throat> gathered up. Let's here. go for. Well, thank go. you, um, thank you, Nicole, for for saying all that, and obviously. You know, we've both had some huge challenges, and it's been such a pleasure to, I think, grow just professionally and as friends and, you know, be there for each other. And although, you know, we don't agree on every topic and politics and, you know, everything that's <laughs> happening in the world, I think that's what made us unique is because we could, we could go through every topic and at the end of the day, both learn from each other. And I think that learning has, has ultimately shaped who we are today because of the times that we had mm -hmm. um, in all of those conversations. So thank you. Mm, thank you. We have a couple other things coming down the pike, but let's just take, um, let's start in some, some of the things that you were involved with. Uh, things that I think that when we look back on your tenure, that'll be like, you'll be, it will be sort of, uh, you'll be associated with as, as far as the future of this union. And the easiest one to jump to is, is the building. And I'll, let me set the stage real quick. And like, we'll talk about the move and everything. And maybe you should do this, but I'll just tee it up a little bit, having been there when it was all going down. Mm -hmm. We all know, everyone out there listening knows about the new building. Maybe not everyone knows that, I mean, some people don't even remember the old, the old you know, Union Hall. But we were there for a long time. And we were outgrowing it. And a ton of work, Ar architectural plans. Um, there was um, architectural plans. Um, there were engineers involved. They had everything set to to redo, to remodel that uh, that space. Which at the time, all of us in that room thought that was the, the way to go. And it wasn't necessarily that we were never going to move, but it was going to make that that building, valuable. that space, more more valuable. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say, I don't, I, I'm gonna just gonna say 90%. Almost all that work was on you. You did almost all of it. You brought all of it to us. All the plans, the meetings, all that shit. Yeah. Um, and think about this, folks, to his credit, it was like at, at the five yard line. We started on our own 20, and we drove all the way down, maybe the one yard line. Like it was ready to be done. And at that last second, some members stood up and said, hey, that's a bad idea. We should buy a commercial property. We should do something different. And not that it hadn't been worked on for 18 to 24 months already, but then th they, they stood up and they said, let's not do this, let's do something else. And Travis, who had spent the year, two years working on it, he said, okay, let's, let's, let's work, let's, let's, pivot. let's pivot, let's pivot. Mm -hmm. And it was the right decision. And I remember thinking back then, I was like, fuck. I know. You know, and like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but to your credit, so can you just talk about some of the building and that, that process? So that's one of the things we wanted, we can check off the list. Yes. Yeah, so if you're not familiar, the old building, um, we bought in 1980 and we had just outgrown it. And so um, we were only effectively using a thousand square feet of it. And every, almost every day, every room in that building was filled up. And so... We were gonna do 
an entire building remodel and I found a contractor that was going to do it for 330,000, which at the time was an incredible price to have all new electrical, all new plumbing, and then remodel structural changes for the second floor. Yeah, You have structural changes as well as, um, you know, incorporating two entire floors that have never been used with a, an, a new bathroom in the basement. So, um, thought that was the right route. Some members got vocal, which I'm going to, the theme of this podcast is everything that I've had the opportunity to do or make a difference is because of members, um, members asking questions, members being vocal. And so, um, I really appreciate the fact that the way it went down, the group of people said, Hey, it's a bad idea. Uh, through a little, uh, uh, fly in the ointment yeah. and I said alright well then you're on the building committee we built a building committee with the very same group of people that were vocal they they, they stepped up they stepped up credit, which was credit to them. amazing mm-hmm. um, it would have been great if they had done it 18 months prior but but still the right decision <laughs> yeah. was made and yeah. that's, that's not that's not a jab but oh I mean, it's not a jab at all no. but you know making sure that we put that um, I really was passionate about making sure that the membership had the final vote mm-hmm. on the building yeah. remodel, yeah. 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 which to me was important. And so that for some of them, that's their first opportunity that they had to even learn about it. And so we put a building committee together. I mean, that's nice of you to say, but we talked about it in meetings every, every month. <laughs> Continue. Um, so we uh, put a building committee together. I thought the building committee was very focused. We did a lot of work mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time. Yeah. We did, um, you know, what a building needed to have, why it needed to have it, space, parking, mm-hmm. um, square footage. So we actually broke down each uh, goal from the building committee and then went out and then found, um, we looked at multiple buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them I really, really wanted, but they just weren't attainable, but they didn't want to sell to us. And then we ultimately landed here at Curry. Yeah. And it's worked out great. It's worked out great. <laughs> not without not without its stress. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, another thing people walking in this room into this building, new to this building, may not recognize the amount also the work Travis did. Mm-hmm. Just remodeling, like by hand. I mean doing and there was you gotta help, I'm not seeing you did it by yourself. Right. But I mean the, there was a there was a whole you know, wall removed in that in the meeting in the meeting room. Um, I mean, it's a, I can't even talk about. I don't even know all those things you did, but you know, from repainting, to I do redoing this. Well, you got, I mean, yeah, yeah. we had the opportunity it. to to do some stuff in some of the spaces, which has worked out well. So, well, and I'll, I'll just add that I've you know I've been working for the union for some time now, and I've uh, I've heard dreams of a new building for many many years. Yeah, and. Um, I don't think I believed it was going to happen because it wasn't easy. We had to, you had to wheel and deal till the very end. And um, then it was December 17th and he said we closed. And I'm telling you, I almost (laughs) fell over because I just didn't think it was going to happen. And I mean, it was good because he gave me like two weeks to move, do inventory, pack the stuff up and January 3rd I'm in the new office that, right. that he somehow managed and, to get a new floor and paint done on for me right right <laughs> um, and you know it's it's easy to look back now oh we got a tenant downstairs and that and that's, oh, okay. uh, and, and it's it's solid and it's safe and you know they may or may not stay forever certainly um, but 
that was a considerable risk. Like particularly that time in our economy to think about think we could find somebody which we needed 100% needed within I think a six month period mm-hmm. to get that, that space filled up. Otherwise we were going to be potentially in some financial trouble. Yeah. I think for us, you know, um, we could have got a normal tenant in sooner. Um, but we had the opportunity to convince the city that they were wrong, um, once again. And so we went to the employment relations board and we actually got the state of Oregon employment relations board to sign off on the fact that the city of Portland could rent, um, space from the charitable fund. And so the local, uh, leases that space to the charitable and the charitable leases, subleases, uh, in a full contract back to the city of Portland. Pretty so, cool. Yeah, pretty cool. A little bit of work there. Um, I mean, is there anything else you want to say about that before we move on to the next the next bullet here? No. I saw, I, I probably interrupted you, I <clears> think, no, when I you were just, talking about it. Thank you for all the members that have continued to help make this building successful. You know, it's an ongoing it's an ongoing deal, and so I'm pretty happy where yeah. we're at now, yeah. where we're going to. So, And I want to make clear just for, about this and for all the issues in the future of this podcast— we're going to talk about all the tra- work Travis did, and he's going to say it, I'm sure. He didn't do it alone. He's not, I'm not saying he did it. I'm not saying he did this, but he was definitely a big part of the, the machine, you know, pulling levers that, to get this building happen. Um, this is a very sort of mundane one, but I just want to bring it up um, because I remember that basement in at uh, the old Union Hall because I had to find shit in that Union Hall. Um, there was, I don't know how many boxes of old documents from meeting minutes to old FPDNR meetings. So just all the stuff historically has been stuffed in Office Depot boxes that um, would occasionally want to go reference. So over the course of, I want to say seven, six, seven years, Travis trackled, trackled, Travis tackled <laughs> just little by little, scanning all of it. Do you have a sense of how many, how much that was? Like, uh, I, at one point I counted. I think there was closer to a hundred boxes, yeah. of bankers' boxes, document boxes. Yeah. Um, as the secretary, I believe it's really important, and I have the responsibility of archiving documents. Right? I mean, that's that definitely comes in the purview of the secretary. Um, and so I took that that one to to heart. So we've never had a an online document retention system. So. Um, I brought in Dropbox, got all the officers on Dropbox. Um, I either scanned or had scanned um, almost every box down there. I have, you know, there's about 20 left that aren't really archivable, um, and they're stored here at the Union Hall. So now we're able to have searchable documents, um, you know, moving forward and shred the ones that we could shred. And, you know, it's all based on a timeline. So. And Nicole has a system now, which she's awesome at. Um, she puts her stuff in a box, and then we um, scan it, and then mark it, and then shred it in a three to five year window. So the systems are now in place um, for success for the future. I mean, it seems like a small thing in the sense of like how often is it going to be used to find information from the past, but when you need it, if any, when anyone out there ever needs it. Yeah. The fact that it's there, mm-hmm. well, and it's it amazing. was overwhelming to go down and look <laughs> through those boxes yes. and uh, no order. And, and mostly that was just people being afraid. They didn't want to get rid of it, but they, who knows if you'd ever need it. I mean, it's hard to know, yeah. but it's, you know, it's a history of 100 years plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So why don't I do this? Instead of going through my list, why don't you tell us, tell me, tell us some of the things you wanted to just maybe mention that you're proud of or things that you feel that you were instrumental in over the past nine years? Um, I'll just hit a couple, and mostly because I want to highlight a couple people, you know, that were a part of these these processes. Um, and again, the topic and the solution to the topic doesn't happen without the behind the scenes work of Nicole actually making it happen. So, you know, I, I think it's super, super important. So um, I'm just going to hit a couple that I think are really cool. Um, uh, and I also do want to, I do want to highlight one thing, you know, my predecessor um, came into a union where there was multiple lawsuits. There was multiple things. There was a massive audit to happen. There yeah. was a changeover uh, in secretary treasurer. There was a changeover in the office manager. And I don't know how I would have even dealt with as much, um, and I want to say turmoil, but as much work has had to be done. So when I received the union from my predecessor, it was actually almost a clean slate where I could see the horizon, right? Mm -hmm. I could see that the archiving needed to be done. I could see that these other things needed to be done, but had, had Mike not done a, a great job of like literally cleaning the slate for me and yeah. getting this old stuff off the table, I would have never been successful because I would have then been bogged down on all the stuff that yeah. he had accomplished yeah. um, with Nicole and, and all of those tough times. So I, I do appreciate now more than I ever did because I understand yeah. the work that Mike did and he did a great job getting us to where um, he left us. And, and I would say the next topic is the investments. Um, you know, our our extra money mm -hmm. was in uh, a bond yeah. in an account, and we had some stocks somewhere in Texas, right? Um, that was fine at the time. So we were able to take all of that money uh, with the help of Brian Dunn and kind of leading that charge. Mm -hmm. um, we were able to find an investment company, a very labor friendly investment company and build a investment portfolio portfolio and a strategy and now we have you know almost six or seven accounts with that investment firm we have a strategy we have a policy everything's laid out now um but brian dunham was a huge part of that so yeah um yeah. he's, having good, he's an, good at that stuff yeah and so basically putting our investments into a spot where they're truly uh, working for us Mm -hmm. um, the budget committee, there was the budget committee used to meet one time a year. Um, right away, I decided that um, they needed to be more involved and I needed to be held more accountable on how I was spending money and not just wait until the end of the year and then show them where it all went. So we started a mid-year meeting, um, which they really, I felt they really enjoyed because they got to kind of you know, keep me on task and well, why are we doing this? And you said you were going to do this. and. And so that was very helpful for the budgeting side of things. So, mm -hmm. you know, Kyle Potter, Lance Marshall. Lance Marshall has been one of the people that have always helped me be successful. Um, Rob Rue and uh, now Keelan Kwai. Yeah. So um, all, all great people for that yeah. for that position. Um, as far as uh, I'm a big history guy, I believe you know we're a hundred years in, and I didn't even put that on my list, but. Nicole and I tackled, uh, with the help of a really good committee, um, a hundred year anniversary party, which oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. I, and God, I, I almost forgot about that too, but, um, having said that, 
you know, we built a, a Mel Watts built a, a cabinet for us mm-hmm. that has now all the historical uh, books in it and meeting minutes, straight streams. Yeah. Um, and it's truly one place. If you want to get a little bit of history, you can go to that one cabinet. A couple of Don Porth's books in there. Don Porth's books. Yeah. Um, every coin that we have huh. ever produced in Local 43 is in that cabinet in a special drawer. Um, and then with the help of Don Porth, um, we actually built two display um wall units with mm-hmm. a picture of every president in yeah. order yeah. and then i think i like that the most because um it captures we've had over nine seven district vice presidents in local 43 that have run the iff we are the first uh district vice president that came out of local 43 in the iff that. um with lester riley in 1917 1918. is that is that are they labeled on the on that yeah mm-hmm. district, district yep. ah. so the name of the um uh-huh. the name of the uh, president is labeled and then if they were a district vice president ninth mm-hmm. district vice president for the iff it's also labeled there as well got it that's pretty cool it's yeah so um a member came to me and said i don't want to contribute to the charitable fund anymore because i don't know where my money goes and i was like man that's a great point and so um from that moment on i actually went to nicole and said hey can you give me a report of the charitable expenditures? And so then we took that information and and made it a, a one-page simple view. And so then I reported those charitable summaries out every year so every member knew mm-hmm. exactly where their money was going to. We have two new endowments that we've never had before, um, which is pretty significant. I don't know of another local that has an endowment um, that it's being used for positive things. So the burn center endowment mm-hmm. um, we set up, and then um, with the help of Jeff Ripley and the amazing work he's doing on the charitable golf tournament, um, we have a new endowment just for Portland Firefighters Family Fund, yeah, which was helped started with the work of Nicole and Jeff Ripley. So pretty cool that now we're able to positively impact Portland firefighters in their time of need. Mm-hmm. And I think... To date, we've where are we at? Almost eighty thousand handed out. Oh yeah, um, yes. About eighty through the, through the family fund through the Portland Fire Family yeah. Fund. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Jeff Ripley, for that work. The partnership that we created with OHSU um, would not have been done with the work without the work of Cameron Homan. He was critical in building those relationships, and since then. You know, we've done multiple studies with OHSU, which have impacted our health, but it's going to, they're going to be published nationwide. And hopefully um, the relationships we've built with the people on the Hill and the work that Cameron yeah. did, um, that will impact firefighters all across the nation moving forward. And correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't some of that work with OHSU instrumental in uh, getting the schedule changed? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's another big, big one <laughs> I mean, that, that I think I'd like to talk about a little bit. Yeah. I know um, you were, Cameron was certainly, you had a lot of people shoulder to shoulder with you. A lot of people. One. I've had a lot, I've been in but, the trenches with a lot of but, people. But, but I mean, so I don't know, we, you were the chair of the schedule change committee. I was, yeah. 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 There are some people that are uh, current employees that have never worked at 2448. Correct. So moving forward, we got further and further away from that. So people may <laughs> forget about it. <clears throat> Maybe not forget. It'll be history, but um, maybe just a little bit of history uh, yeah. how that whole schedule change came about. Because this actually came up at, at the kitchen table yesterday, and I had to sort of 
Take a breath and then start explaining some of the history. So there's been talks of schedule change for quite a long time in, in Local 43. And so we said it's time. Uh, none of the other primary officers were super excited about taking on a task like this. So um, it's the will of the membership. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. And so we built a committee. Um, we are very clear that there is three people on that committee for three people against and one that just didn't give a shit. And so we found those people um, and we built a committee and we hashed out every single topic. And, you know, Alan Frischweiler and Lance Marshall was on that committee um, because of his knowledge of FLSA and because of his knowledge of the skill, because of his knowledge of Excel and Mm. understanding hours per week and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Um, He's a numbers guy. He Mm -hmm. is a numbers guy. But it was actually Alan Frischweiler that came up with the 1323. That was um, completely his idea. He always gave Lance credit for that. Yeah. Um, But Alan, you know, Alan said, what about this? And Lance is like, oh, yeah, that could work. And then those guys continued to work on it a little bit. But um, the, the creator of 1323 was Alan. So... Um, and that what we believe was the huh. the halfway point, right? The the, the, the compromise. compromise between twenty four forty eight and forty eight ninety six, and you know now we're finding more health stuff that that truly is the best schedule. And you know, I don't want to go too deep down this rabbit hole, but just to to, to touch on it, the administration did not want to change. No, they were very adamant against it. And the lever that we, you, were able to pull to get that change was the health and wellness issue that was fueled by the work done at OHSU. And is that, is that my stating that yeah. somewhat yeah, accurately? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's definitely a part of it. And I think part of it is um, when, I, when we presented the, the summary, uh-huh. a 12-page summary of um, 33 studies that I read that had pros and cons in it, I remember... Um, going on vacation with my wife we actually went on a cruise and she said what's that in that bag and i was like well there's like 25 studies i got to read while we're gone and then <laughs> so then when i came back i was able to formulate this report yeah. and do a pros and cons and that's what we presented in bargaining um which worked out really well because that was the document that i actually continue to share today to places like texas and in oregon that are switching to 1323 so um, they're using everything that we worked on to just go to their administration and get yeah. trial periods yeah. and all that stuff. So, um, which is pretty cool. But that's how ultimately we convinced the bureau to give us a trial period through bargaining. Yeah. It's worked out well. I've I would say <laughs> I've had lots and lots and lots of people, um, you know, say how much they like one three two three. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, sorry, I, I hijacked that a little bit. What else That's you got okay. in your, your bullets over there? You know, um, I think uh, being able to assist the pipes and drums getting off the ground, the yeah. Memorial Platoon getting off the ground, and, and you know, coming back to Nicole and saying, hey, this is the goal, <laughs> and I know that these problems, but I need you to tell me all the other problems so I can yeah. fix them, yeah. and then we'll figure it out. And then Nicole would say, okay, but you got to think about this and this and this and this and this. Okay, we can fix that by this. Mm-hmm. And so just that's a, being able to help those two groups get off the ground and be successful. Um, you know, I had a, a member come to me once and say, I want to know what my dues are. And I said, oh, I'll tell you. You know, mm. we spent, you know, 10000 in 
seminars. We spent this. He goes, no, no, no. And, and Mark Skipper, um, Station 10. Mm-hmm. If there's one station in the Bureau that made me better, Secretary Treasurer, I would say Station 10 made me better. <laughs> um, but Mark Skipper said, no, I paid 900 bucks in dues last year. I want to know what that 900 bucks went to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't tell you that. And he's like, why? You should be able to. And I said, all right, I need some time. So came back to Nicole, <laughs> got, went through all the numbers, yeah. and then we were able to build a spreadsheet that gave him the exact knowledge to what his dues went to. And so I came back to him, showed up at the station one day, they're all there, and I said, okay, you spent four cents on copy paper. Mm-hmm. You spent... And I went through every single line. And, and, you know, members are worried about, you know, well, how much beer are you buying at lunch? You know what I mean? And I said, this is how much food we ate with beverages that probably had alcohol in it. Here's your, here's your dollar 22 for the year or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm good with it all. Thanks. And then pushed it back at me. And he never had another question about his dues again. And so those things don't happen without the membership. Yeah. Right. Uh, Aaron Brandenhorst said, hey, this last bargaining, all of this issues about understanding what we bargained mm-hmm. could have been fixed if you would have sent that um, red line version out to members mm-hmm. and had three people read it and go through it that weren't part of bargaining. We could have solved all of these things that we're dealing with now. And so, again, I love that the memberships always continually push us mm-hmm. and making us better. Um, and giving us ideas, so and those are all great ideas. It's great ideas. Um, I was had the opportunity to be involved in three negotiations. Um, I had the opportunity to be. Um, I went to an alts class, a training center for the IFF, and <clears throat> I had asked the secretary treasurer in a offhand comment, "Hey, why don't we do this?" And so then he allowed me to build the curriculum for the next year, and then I taught. Um, Two years later, I ended up, three years later, I ended up teaching the same class that I helped develop. I mean, you said ALTS, just for folks who don't know what that is. Can you just tell us? Yeah, ALTS is uh, the Affiliate Leader Training Summit or seminar, um, and that's what the primary officers go to to learn how to be a secretary treasurer, to be learn how to bargain, to to everything it has to do with the union stuff. It's an international event. It happens mm-hmm. every year in yep. January, and, and the folks are there right now. Right. Yep, yeah. yep. There's about 1,800 firefighters from the uh, United States and Canada that attend. So I've had the opportunity to teach twice at that international uh, training And summit. that class that you developed is still taught today. It is still taught, yeah. So. I got to linger <laughs> on that just for a second. I mean, it's not a small thing. <laughs> like, having been to those those conferences... They are, they're a big deal, and they have, you know, sort of um, bedrock things that they've been doing for decades and decades, and teacher, people that have been teaching them for a long time, and there are these things that they bring, the people from all over, to learn. These are the foundational things to learn to run a successful local, mm-hmm. particularly a fire local. Um, and Travis Chipman, who is like, we're missing something here, Developed it, and the then then Secretary Treasurer of the International, Ed Kelly, brought you in and said you're right, and developed you guys developed it, and it, you taught it. I mean that's that's huge. I don't know if anybody at this local has ever done before yeah. in our history. Um, so that did was. You wanna, did you want to say something about that? 
No, that was good, and we were able to do that. And then, um, hold on, Let's, this is this is going to be a good opportunity to segue to one of our guests. All right. Um, so sorry, folks out there, you're not going to be able to see this. You'll be able to hear this. I'll do the magic of the computer, but I got something to show Travis real quick. To my friend Travis, thank you very much for all you've done for the IFF. Your service in the IFF Financial Corporation, what you've done for the Portland firefighters. Not only helping to stabilize finances and be able to invest in the future of the Portland firefighters with the new union hall, but also the sweat equity that you put in, making sure that union hall is up to your standards. Um, congratulations. I always tell everybody that's getting out of the union business, you got paroled. Go get your life back. Enjoy. Enjoy your family that, you know, sacrificed a lot uh, in your absence serving the members. God bless you, brother. Be safe. Pretty cool. <laughs> President Ed Kelly. You got parole, Travis. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, nice job, Kyle. You know, I, I did have that on the list, you know, a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. But, um, you know, the relationships that we built with the IFF is, I think, pretty significant. You know, yeah. we've gone through generations where... They didn't have those relationships with the president and president and the secretary treasurer. Alan started it yep. with, um, yep. with Harold, with Harold Schaeberger and building off that relationship has how we've gotten where we are today. And, um, I think it's pretty significant. Isaac is so good at it. And Terry is so Terry Foster has been amazing at relationships. I, I would go to these conferences. I would just follow Terry around so I could get to hang out and talk with these people because that's what, he was very good at and so um but now our relationships are solid with the secretary treasurer and with um with uh, the president um ed kelly and i think we can't we can't overlook that that importance of those relationships um we i before um i had left we got a document in the mail that said hey iff local 43 is behind on this paperwork or mm -hmm. this you know this issue and it was completely wrong, and mm -hmm. the names were wrong. Everything about this letter that came from the Department of Justice was wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I went into like DEFCON 3 mode. Yeah. I called Frank Lima, the yeah. General Secretary Treasurer, and I said, hey, uh, uh, Secretary Treasurer Lima, I just wanted to give you a heads up. I'm really sorry for calling and bothering you. He goes, and his response was, Travis, I pick up your phone call every time, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't think that happens if I'm not a part of Local 43 and doing the work that we've done to get to that spot. And so I kind of let him know what was going on. He's like, awesome. I got it. I'll take it from here. And then, yeah, that's but, a huge. And to be honest, like, I don't think that Ed Kelly's making videos for that, that many people that are leaving <laughs> their, their locals. Yeah. I think it's Local 43, though, right? Yeah. Like, it's a group, it's a powerful group that we. Um, we carry so yeah. super excited about that. What, um, what did Harold used to say about carrying a big? We got a punch above our punch above our weight class yep. or something. I can't remember. Yeah, punch say. always punching above our weight class. Um, I think one of the things that I'm very super proud of is um, the opsrup arbitration. Oh. Um, and uh, Kyle just had a big sigh. Kyle and I were shoulder to shoulder. <sighs> Um, in a very important topic. We are the only local in the state of Oregon that fought the state uh, OPSERP changes, yeah. the redirect. And so, um, you know, <laughs> Kyle and I had the opportunity to, to go through 
countless hours of old videos and old documents and we built the very best uh, case for arbitration that I think anybody in the state, including attorneys, could well, ever put together. We had a unique situation with FPDR. And so um, I'm very, very, very proud of the work that Kyle and I did on that because I can honestly say when I put my head down on the pillow at night, there's no possible stone that we did not uh, – look under to make sure that that, one to fight for our opposite members i learned an important lesson on that one and that it doesn't matter if you can win a moral argument in a legal in a legal fight yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like there's no question anybody looking at that information that that data the moral argument we won hands down every day Mm -hmm. twice on sunday and had we not been compensated well then we would have won that day as well but the arbitrator came back and said you're already at the top of your your compensation class, how do I give you more? Um, which is a pretty significant um, response. But yeah. um, I love being in that, that fight with you, Kyle. Thanks. Yeah. That's a tough one. Tough one. The other tough one that we fought over and over again <laughs> is the healthcare mm-hmm. battle. And it's one that we'll, we're passing that one on. I'll fight it again if, if my last contract in, in three years, if, if, if they ask me to. But um, I spent almost a decade working on that. You've spent a long time. There's a number of people, you know, Rob, Pete, Jesse, um, J- Jason, Hall. I, I truly think that, I truly, truly believe in my heart that will be the next contract. I believe that city's finances, I believe that new people are in place. Kathy Bless is gone. The mayor's been, the, our commissioner Gonzalez has been briefed. Like everything, all these pieces are in place. You know, Rob Hutchins is the second, uh, second person on healthcare committee now, mm-hmm. the labor management benefits committee. Um, I love that he's going to. All of yeah. the pieces are in place for us next time. So I'm not giving up yet. Well, we're, we're, aside from, you know, the schedule change in the building, that is from my perspective the greatest legacy to leave to the future generations should we be able to walk down that path yeah i think um one thing that's gonna probably be revealed more uh clearly in the next year is um before i left we had the opportunity to um build from scratch uh the Northwest Firefighters Financial Corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that means is it's a financial corporation built by firefighters for firefighters and will be funded by firefighters and fire unions. Um, the main source of funding for that financial corporation will be a credit card. And the unions are going to, the, the big five or six unions are going to start out, change over to that credit card. It'll have our own uh, state logo on it, it'll have our own. Um, information on it and then all of those proceeds will go into this financial corp now what that money will go to um, will be decided by that board that board is going to be made up of um, members from all the big five locals Mm -hmm. or any other contributing locals Mm -hmm. across the state i mean it could be you know uh, post-retirement it could be merp could be a credit union could be an and numerous things yeah. that will benefit firefighters. So, um, you know, I would encourage everybody to get that 
card, use that card like they do their own credit yeah. card because it'll have all the same benefits, awards and mileage and yeah. points and all that. But the difference is, is if you pull a Wells Fargo or a Chase out and that swipe fee, that interest, you don't know where that money goes. It could be funding the very people that are attacking our jobs. Yeah. But if you use the new credit card in your wallet that has our logo on it, I guarantee you those funds only go back to uh, either Denver Firefighters Credit Union, who we're partnering with, or the state of Oregon firefighters. So it's going to, it's that financial corporation is pretty darn cool. <laughs> it so. is. And it's one of those things that sort of runs behind the scenes. Runs that behind you may the not scenes. not really recognize, but again, that it will build. Yep. It will build. So that was become the, more and more useful and powerful. The last thing I was able to accomplish. And it was uh-huh. a push. <laughs> Is that analogous to the credit union that you were talking about first? Okay, just calling it. Yeah. Jacob going to take over the five for fives? I don't know. <laughs> I you know that was one of those things where it's like they just built up like those topics built up, and I needed to get some information out, and yeah. so you know they were fun because um, I didn't have to have a, a ton of content but i knew that there was some important things and i also wanted to have a weird guarantee to the memberships that if they bought in and they started this then it wouldn't be a long drawn out you know over communicated thing so um you know i really appreciate isaac um helping me edit all of those five for fives and um the feedback i got was good and so hopefully they were they were that was good information out so uh, speaking of, of Isaac, he'd also had a couple of words to say. He had his chance back at the uh, membership meeting, but not a ton of people were there. So he's got a, a sort of a, a parting thank you as well. Travis, hey, buddy. Your old pal, iMac, Truck 7, B-Shift. Hey, I just wanted to give you a short message um, for this podcast that you're doing. And, you know, I mentioned some stuff the last – yeah, the general membership meeting early this month. Uh, and quite frankly, Travis, you know, you just have always been there for me uh, since you stepped in in 2015 as the Secretary of Treasurer. And, um, you know, I just, I, I loved that relationship that we built, you know, fighting for what was best for the union and the membership and their families uh, all along the way. And uh, I remember distinctly the conversations we had about when I was considering running for president. And, you know, it's obviously a huge commitment for me and my family. And, you know, you were made you made sure that my family was going to be protected, my family time and that my relationship with my wife and my kids was not going to suffer. And uh, I took that very, very seriously. And uh, I can I'll continue to. Um, even, uh, and I'm looking forward to the new team, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, we've already gone almost a month now and it's, uh, you know, it's just the changes still hasn't sunk in all the way yet. So, um, anyway, I don't want to be too long here, but, um, there's a decent laundry list of items that I read at the, um, meeting earlier this month and all of them, at least a dozen items that I mentioned. All of them could have many, many, many sub-bullets, paragraphs written about the work that each one of those entails. And, you know, 
I guess what I would say is if you just look at one small thing that you did, you know, one small thing, the, the ripple effects for a generation or two or three from now, you're talking, you know, millions, if not ultimately billions of dollars increased uh, for the benefit of the members to come and their families. I mean, that's just, there's not very many people who can really say that. And, it will, you know, we'll never know some of the lives that, that have been adjusted and the people whose lives are impacted by the decisions that you made and we made along the way. Uh, we'll never know that. And uh, ultimately, you know, we know that. And I think uh, we definitely have a lot of conversations about kind of what's good for the union and what's good for the members and what's good for our members' families, ultimately. And even though we took some hard conversations with members, that's okay. You know, obviously, the lessons learned, we can't please everybody, but you definitely give it your best shot. And there's no question about that. You care a lot about every single member and every single member's family. And you put your heart and soul in this union. And um, people should know that the work you did will not just have financial impacts, but 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 lifestyle impacts for so many people. Love you, buddy. Miss you already, but I know you're not going too far. Take care. That's our last virtual guest. No more surprises. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to touch on? Just to uh, sort of as your parting words for the membership or just things that you, you want to just, I don't know. <clears throat> You know, I think like like a message to the membership, right? I mean, you have an you have the ability to impact your own future without making a stand or making like a position known, right? I mean, everything that I've listed here has happened because of people around me, like mm-hmm. around me. Not at me, but around me. I mean, I'm not the secretary treasurer I am today if it wasn't for Jason Lehman. Jason Lehman had had a a stance, a position, an attitude that if I wasn't prepared, whatever the topic was, when I gave a presentation, if he was in the room, he would hold me accountable. He would bring me to task and say, that's not right, that's not good enough, that doesn't make sense, that doesn't add up, go back. So very soon I realized I didn't want to have that conversation anymore with Jason. Yeah. I overprepared and overpresented everything. Yeah. And I only looked at him in that executive board room because I knew uh-huh. if I got a nod, then I was clear. Yeah. Right? The there's so many people like that through the nine years that have made me the person that I am today, not only Secretary Treasurer, but the person, right? Yeah. Um, but winning those those small wins for somebody to get a new step increase or not a new step increase or you know uh people that were in paid not paid correctly but nobody picked up that yeah that issue i mean those are the wins that i'll always cherish right yeah it's not the not the big big wins so yeah I, yeah I, I was I, I just do quickly want to say that uh he always he was never too good for any of those topics that no one else was interested in or wanted to do, except for maybe politi- 
politics. <laughs> I think he shied away from the politicians and politics. We got enough people doing that. Mm-hmm, a lot yeah. of interest by others in that. So we're just going to sort of wrap this up here. I think we're getting toward a, a natural conclusion. Um, I will say, like, you know, I've, I've seen you working for a lot of years. Um, it sort of appeared to me from the outside looking in that maybe the last some months, however many, uh, sort of sort of getting you burned out a little bit. And maybe it was just time to go. And um, if you were burned out, you know, do you have any thoughts about what sort of contributed to it, or how did you feel? I know you feel better now, but that that last that last little spell may have been a little hard. Um, how, what would you say to some of just that idea of get the end of the, the job sort of burning you out after a period of time? You know, I appreciate that, Kyle, opening that door. You know, the people ask me like, "Why are you done?" Like. Mm-hmm. You could probably get elected again and you know i'd vote for you and mm-hmm. i'd nominate you and why are you done and i it was easy for me to explain and i never really understood it until i was talking to the director of the iff uh at a at a meeting that i was um, back east for and i just told him i said i don't know how to explain it but my cup's empty and i need to fill my cup yeah. and i can't fill my cup when i'm here doing this work i have to fill my cup away i can't do both yeah you know and he's like I get it, you know, and it's funny because people often don't realize that the person they're talking to is still human, right? Yeah. I'm a firefighter. I live under the same fire contract that they do. Yeah. And as we have these conversations, sometimes tough, sometimes not tough, they just forget that they're not only talking to the secretary treasurer, but they're talking to a human. So as we're in here doing this podcast, it's a one year from today, my mom passed. Yeah. And I think a lot about the times I missed with her. Um, that I can't get back. Yeah. So. so for the membership, I would just say, just don't forget. Yeah. You it's may. So true. And you see it, and I see it. Everybody sees it. And I don't want to. I don't want to demonize the slack because it's has it has a role and Isaac says he loves it and he hates it yeah. remember the love-hate relationship with it but it's like twitter it's you're you're not talking to a person you're able to and i think and i i remember talking about i can't remember what topic it was that there was a ton of discussion about something and 98 percent of it almost all i mean almost all of it was really respectful and good but there's still like that two percent. If you if you think maybe you shouldn't send it, or if you're being a little bit snarky, don't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Twitter in the sense that you're sending it to a complete unknown person. You're sending it to one of our brothers or sisters. Yeah. Um, and and like Travis was just saying, like, clearly your mom passing was a part of your decision mm-hmm. to, to 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 why you were burned out and to uh, your decision to to leave to fill your cup, but. Throughout that time, no people that may have been less than professional to you, they didn't know that right. what was going on. Right. But it doesn't mean you, we shouldn't always be treating each other with the respect we deserve. Yeah, you know, I think like, I mean, that's exactly what I want people to understand is, you know, we were right over the top of bargaining, right? When my mom ultimately got sick and was in the hospital and. Um, it worked out right i mean everything worked out right but i don't as secretary treasurer yeah. i have an 
a responsibility to 700 members and their families yeah and their families families right i mean i see like isaac mentioned i see it it's all connected for me and so we have to like we have to fight the fight and it doesn't matter what is going on in our lives but the fight is still there the fight doesn't go away the fight has to be one we have to put every ounce of energy into that fight otherwise uh Otherwise, you just fail, right? When you wake up in the morning, you have a hundred percent of energy, and what you want to spend that energy on is up to you. It's either positive or negative, or helping patients, or yeah. training and becoming a better firefighter, yeah. Yeah. or working in the union. And I think that going to bed with uh, energy left in the bank is not always the best yeah. idea. So I appreciate all the members, yeah. um, how they impacted me positively doing the best job I could so thank you for that of course you know I may cut this out too just we talked about this off air before we started this experience I had yesterday morning at the kitchen table um, as a traveler I'd never met him before and someone else um, who works at my station we had a conversation and issue is not important but we disagreed over it and I had a conversation and the traveler's like man that was really refreshing I haven't I haven't ha- seen a conversation like this ever almost everybody when people disagree they end up someone ends up getting butt hurt and they walk away and um it just speaks to that other is, issue what you were talking about of just being able to have those conversations and not it can be personal but it it's it's you know it's not the person it's the message like i mean mm-hmm. isaac is incredibly good at that mm-hmm. i remember during negotiation my first negotiations just getting fucking furious with the things they were saying the city was saying <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and totally lying mm-hmm. and he was always just friendly with them like how can you be friends with them and it's like listen, it's, I have a problem with the message not the person mm-hmm. um, so you know that sort of stands out and yeah remember that like you said the person on the other side of that message is, is a human mm-hmm. and you don't know what they're going through right. and they're doing the best they can right which shout out to Jennifer yeah Mm-hmm. And of course, all the spouses. But yeah. I mean, I get I get defensive and for them, but I can't even imagine <laughs> yeah. if it were my husband. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so we're gonna wrap it up. Um, last thing, I guess, for maybe for a closing, a closing sort of a. Um, where do you see? Like, what would you like to see for the next? Just this this union in five years. Where. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that, or do you just like not even want to go there right now? No, I, I think that there's been a lot of talk about a st- new strategic plan. You yeah. know, the primary officer makeup, the executive board makeup. I'm interested to see, you know, there's um, where they're going to go with that. There's been some conversation about a full-time secretary treasurer or full-time president. Yeah. I'm very curious to see if they can articulate the benefits. Um, I my. My concern of having a full-time position in this union is um, two weeks after that that transition occurs, a member, a member somewhere will say, you're not connected with this union anymore, you don't understand what we do, and that's gonna be a topic to deal with. And so I don't always know if that's the best, but I'm, I'm excited to see where the union's gonna move to. I, I believe um, the next contract's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy for yeah. the future. I think we're in a great spot. I would say I think if for, as I understand it nationally, for a union this size, it's almost uncommon to have the president 
still works a line. Correct. Secretary Treasurer, I'm not sure, but certainly the President. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're correct. Yeah. So I know I've wrapped this up a couple of times, but maybe this will be the real wrap-ups. Uh, before, we, before we close this out, is there anything, last thing, that you, you want to add um, to the yeah. podcast? Kyle, I appreciate you taking the time to sure. you know, force me into the room <laughs> and, and go over this podcast and stuff. But I think I would be remiss if if I didn't have the opportunity to thank you know, my spouse, Jennifer, at home. Mm. Um, you know, We look at, I believe I've had some success in this position. Yeah. And um, if we look at that success, there's no way that that, that happens without her. You know, I think that having a structure and a, and a base, a solid base to start from mm-hmm. has really helped me uh, grow in this position. And, you know, to be honest, there was a lot of times I was cracking, right? I mean, yeah. there was stress cracks and things were going off the rails a little bit. Uh, and she was always there to support me, to make sure I picked up the phone call. You know, I, uh, this last summer in the heat of bargaining um, we did get away for a couple of days and, and her and I had picked up the kayak and we were going to walk down to the water and carrying this kayak together. And, uh, my phone rings uh-huh. and, uh, I pick it up and she gives me a, that look and I put the kayak down and I took the call, you know? And so having her have that ability to be able to be there for the members and their families, mm. um, really made, um, me doing this job. A lot easier and, and I just there's just no way right I mean yeah some spouses you put the kayak down and pick the phone up when you're on your way to the water uh, that's a deal breaker yeah. um, but uh, she understood the greater good um, and was able to support me in in the last nine years supporting firefighters and their families so that's important it's huge it was the foundation you started on and the foundation kept on kept you it stayed there the whole time yeah it never never wavered yeah we've been married um just uh short of three decades right and and you know whether your challenge is you know working through the union or um working a lot of overtime or you know second jobs or whatever it is i just you know i just remind us that we have to have that structure and that base and the foundation at home. We have to take care of our priorities. Yeah. Otherwise we're not going to be successful in the other areas that, um, that need us, right. The community, the firehouse, uh, Mm -hmm. the city, the department, the union, um, other family. So just, yeah, just a reminder for everybody out there to, uh, um, keep that strong base at home. Yeah. Keep keep track of your priorities. Yeah. Keep track of what's important to you and make sure that they remain your priorities. Yeah. yeah. And that can be a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, along the way, Kyle, you always uh, did a great job reminding me of that and making sure you got home and you were on time for dinner and on time to, for lunch. I used to get a lot of shit for not going to lunch <laughs> with you guys after morning meetings. That's right. Like, I got to go home. Got to go home. Got to take, yeah. take care of home. So you did a great job, but... Um, I just want to make sure that I, you know, kind of finish up with that, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Awesome. So we will conclude with thank you for the service, Travis, mm-hmm. and enjoy enjoy your time off. Thank appreciate you very much. It. I appreciate it. Have a great day.